Well, I think we all saw this maybe since about week 12 that the Eagles and the 49ers were due to lock up likely in the NFC Championship game for the rights to go to the Super Bowl. And that, folks, is where we are. This Sunday afternoon at the link, it's our Philadelphia Eagles against the San Francisco 49ers. We have the offense. We have the defense. We have the coaching. And we have the link to get the job done and get back to the Super Bowl in 2023. We're going to talk about it next on Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff. Well, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, whatever time of the day it is you're listening to this program. Welcome to Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff. Are you hyped up enough? Are you ready to go? We are just about, what, three days away from the biggest game of the year against our toughest task of the season. No doubt about it, the San Francisco 49ers are going to be a very difficult challenge for this team. But you know what? The Philadelphia Eagles are going to be a very difficult challenge for the San Francisco 49ers. And so we're going to talk about it. We're going to dig into the game. We're going to get into the details, some of the fine details. We're going to bring on a a guest or two, or at least I have, um, I got Matt coming on here shortly. I'm going to bring him on here momentarily. And I've got a couple thoughts from, um, uh, from Johnny about the game. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to join the show today. We're going to talk about what his thoughts are in the game from a uh, divisional arrival um, fan perspective and what he thinks. He's going to give us as, as a straight shooter, as he always does, let us know who he's favoring. The Eagles or the Niners. Um, you know what? To get to, to, to get to where you want to go, you got to beat the best. And I'm not saying the Eagles are not the best. They, they could very well be the best. And if they are, well, the 49ers are going to have to come to Lincoln Financial Field and beat us. 
And if the 49ers are, in fact, the best team in football this year, then guess what? We have to go through the 49ers to get to where we want to be. So thanks again for tuning in. Uh, we're going to talk about it. Uh, let us know your thoughts. Email us at petwg at gmail.com. Again, that's petwg at gmail.com. Let us know your predictions, your thoughts on the game. Say hello to the program. Ask any questions. I'll answer them on the air. And uh, without any further ado, let me bring on, um, well, uh, let's, let me just, uh, before I get to, to Matt, uh, it looks like the weather's going to be good uh, for the game. And expect another sellout. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to make it to this one. I mean, everyone's got a budget. <laughs> and mine was uh, mine was spent last week to get to, to be at the Giants game, which was an unbelievable game. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about that as well. We'll recap the Giants just a little bit, but we're going to spend most of the show talking about the 49ers. And so with that, without any further ado, I'm going to bring on a special guest. You know him as Matt. Matt, welcome back to Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff. Good to be back. Had an exciting weekend. Looking forward to this weekend. And uh, one more step closer to the Super Bowl is hopefully where we'll move. Heck yeah. And like most of you know, as I talked about in the post game, Matt and I were both able to, to take in that game down at the link last week. The atmosphere was electric. There was a party before the game. It ended up being a party during the game. And of course, there was a celebratory party after the game as the Eagles just absolutely trounced the Giants kicked them back to New York and told them, try again next year. Uh, you don't belong in the same field as us this year. So take your beating back down 95 and get your coach of the year award. And we'll see you next year. That's basically how that game went in a nutshell, but let's talk about it just a little bit. We'll give you your thoughts on the game itself. Some things that stood out, you know, I mean, obviously it wasn't as nearly as competitive a game as maybe we actually, we both thought it was going to be more, much more competitive than it was. Um, so just, uh, just, we'll spend a few minutes just kind of recapping the Giants game. So what, what are your thoughts on how the game kind of ebbed and flowed and, and how the Eagles played and anything that stood out to you? Well, they completely shut down Daniel Jones. That's the first thing that stood out to me was, uh, you know, Barkley had one big run and I expected Barkley actually to do better than what he did, but I also expected that Jones, if, you know, he's, He's just been kind of like a thorn in the Eagles' side uh, in his career. Sometimes he, you know, is able to run the ball and move the sticks, and you're like, why can't we beat this guy better? Or you know, he's not that great of a quarterback, is my personal opinion. And yet he seems to have his best game versus the Eagles, even though the Eagles usually would beat the Giants for a lot of years. So yeah. they completely shut him down, which made me very, very happy because that's the perfect thing. If he's a mobile quarterback. They really, you know, he doesn't have the weapons that San Francisco has on offense, but he is able to move the ball and he can throw accurately and he doesn't make too many mistakes. So, and he was having his best career season this year. You know, he really, yeah, and he just, he just came off an excellent game against the Buccaneers, which no matter where they're at, they're still an NFL Vikings. Team. So, any throw for 300 yards, I'm sorry, Vikings. Anytime you throw for 300 yards um, and get a win like that, you know, it's, respectable no matter what team you play in the NFL. So for him to go completely back into the tank against the Eagles, that tells me something about the Eagles defense. And uh, I was very pleased with that on offense. You know, the story was Jalen hurts and this offensive machine and the offensive line and just being able to just churn out yards, however they wanted to. And that's a good step back towards where they were at when they were peaking in the season. So 
we'll talk about the matchups and how they go, but I don't think anybody really has much. I mean, do it again is my only opinion. Do that again. Yeah. It's a much tougher team, much tougher opponent this time. Yeah. Yeah. The the test is out as on the line for sure. I mean, the 49ers definitely respectful team, definitely uh, a couple levels up from where the giants are. So, but you know what? Like I was saying in my, um, before you came on, I said, you know, in order to beat the – I don't know who the, who is the best. I mean, you could kind of make an argument the Eagles are the best this year or the 49ers are the best. And if they want to get to the Super Bowl, they got to beat the best. And if the 49ers are the best team this year, then the Eagles got to beat them. So um, – but I definitely think uh, – I don't think it's debatable um, that uh, probably the final four teams that made it, both out of the AFC and NFC, are the top four teams in the NFL. I think it kind of They're worked out that way. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it has a lot more imposters on the NFC side, um, and the Bills weren't an imposter, but that Bills team was not. It was a different team after like the first twelve weeks. Now, the you take that Bills team that beat the Chiefs earlier in the year; they're far from that, and I don't know why. Well, I think part I, of the reason I, why is Allen started getting a little reckless. Started, yeah, almost like he's pressing too much, right? Yeah, like, yeah, so, I think so. Yeah. A little bit of hero ball maybe coming instead of just taking what's there and making plays. But um, the Chiefs and Bengals, I, I would say if I were the Chiefs, I'm very, very worried about the Bengals because they just are playing with a lot of confidence and uh, they, they have Mahomes' number anyways. Yeah, Mahomes, Mahomes has never beat Burrow straight up. No, so. Uh, and he's, and he's uh, obviously going into the game a little gimpy. Yeah, very exciting weekend of football left oh. to go with uh, four Excellent teams and two great games to watch. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It definitely should be. So uh, the other thing, the other highlight of the game that I did watch the national broadcast. I don't know if you've had a chance to actually watch the the game replay yet, Matt, but I, I got a chance to watch it. And what they didn't show on the national broadcast was the Eagles when they were uh, at at if you were at the link in that game, you'll know what I was what I'm referring to when there was a break in the action. And the Eagles, um, uh, what do you call it, the billboard or whatever it had up there, the video board, uh, was showing like past Eagles, like Malcolm Jenkins was there and, and uh, Brent Selleck and uh, Torrey Smith. And so they'd go to like uh, Malcolm Jenkins and then they'd show Eli Manning who was at the game. And so it was like, yeah, Malcolm, yeah, yeah. And then they showed Manning, boo, the whole entire crowd erupted into booze, showered. Eli with booze, and then they went back to Selleck, cheers, and then, then they showed Eli again, and they were all booed the heck out of him again. That was fun. That was fun. Anytime you get a chance what to boo Eli. What I appreciate about Eli Manning is he loved every second of it. Like He, totally he did, yeah, he did. He That's was... his role in Philadelphia Eagleville, and uh, I thought, you know, um, just a very interesting, that, you know, the, the Manning family, they got a very good sense of humor all the way around. And Eli, even though he's not quite the comic genius that Peyton Manning is, I still do appreciate the fact that he's not. He knows. He knew the minute is. Yeah, he had a big smile on his face. He was playing it up. You know, he was a good sport about it. Yeah. Yeah. But always good. Man, if the Eagles can boo anybody, we will. We're still waiting for Wentz to come back, right? Yeah, he is still dodged (laughs) coming back to Philly as a player. Yes. Little weasel. He is. We have still not a chance to greet him properly. There's, I and now I don't know if we'll get a chance because I don't know if he's ever going to start again, at least be a starter in the, in the league. I don't know. It's 
career seems kind of over at this point. Somewhere in my fantasy mind is Wentz signs a deal with the Cowboys to finish his career <laughs> in Texas. That would be perfect. And he backs up whatever their starter is, or maybe he's a stopgap as they move on from Dak. But he gets some playtime, whether due to injury or whatever. But we do get a chance to see him in Philly in a Dallas uniform. And then Karma, Karma will be a bitch at that point. Maybe the Dallas would bring. Here's the perfect ideal spot. And I was going to mention it. So this is a perfect segue. How about the the next time the Cowboys design some last minute play, they bring Wentz in. Have Zeke hike the ball to him. I mean, I don't know what the heck that comic relief was. I don't know if did you catch that at the very end of the Dallas game? Yeah, I, I had no idea. Did you like, see Zeke to, get pancaked? When they lined up, I was trying to figure out like how the heck are they doing? why why would you even have linemen up there? Right? So like if you're not gonna like move the ball quickly down the field, like why wouldn't you just put like just just the fact that you had your offensive linemen spread out on the wings, like why wouldn't you put like some skill players out there, whether defense or offense, just people that can move quickly and fast and hit people. Because I'm like, it didn't when you don't have a blocker in the middle to just grab that. <laughs> and Zeke, like, oh, Zeke was Zeke was def- definitely not at the blocking. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, if I'm that linebacker, I'm looking at my chops too. Oh like, oh, I didn't over you. That was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And then there's just the fact that the play went after all that because you remember before that play there was like this long delay, like it was like Dallas was the, I don't know what it was a referee delay. But it was like forever. The Cowboys were just standing out there in their formation. I'm like, are they going to run the play? What the heck is going on? And so you just see kind of some side commotion and whatever, and you're like, what the heck are the Dallas possibly doing here? And you think they had something creative lined up. Maybe they did, but we'll never know because it was such a – it was just the play was just uh, doomed from the beginning. Once you saw Zeke get plowed over, then, you know, Dak did get the pass off, and then the guy was immediately tackled. Okay, it was <laughs> – like, well, that's the thing. He's immediately tackled because his other four options out there were linemen. Like, <laughs> of course he's throwing it to that guy. So, oh, top, man. like, just, I don't know. that. If I'm a Cowboy fan. <laughs> what a way to end the season. To, to us as, as Cowboy haters, what a what a laughing stock that, you know, to see them go out that way. That's the last play that they ran in the 2023 season. Yeah. Hilarious. That, that's not going into the off season with any sort of momentum whatsoever. <laughs> like, wow. I'd be like, forget it. I mean, I, I I saw lots of videos, viral videos of just Dallas fans crushing their TVs, and I'm like, well, at least you get a new TV out of it. <laughs> yeah, I did see that too. Yeah, I've caught some of those. Yeah. Um. All right. Well. Okay. So, anything else you want to touch on with the Giants? Because we'll move on to the 49ers. That's really the focus of the of no, the uh, podcast today. Eagles took care of business. They uh, definitely and, did. And, and at the same time, they didn't just schlep by. They uh, they really put the stamp on that game and said, come on, bring it. And they're hungry. I think the Bengals and the Eagles are the two hungriest teams there because they just don't seem to get, I think, the credit that they deserve. I agree. Yeah, they both have kind of that edge, you know. Um, I mean, there were a lot of people picking the Giants. Well, the Giants had momentum going into that game. A lot of the pundits were out there thinking that, you know, they were picking the Giants upset the Eagles. And I think that they really ticked off the Eagles. Like, you know what? We've been downing this this league, been the number one team in the conference the entire season. We had a couple slip-ups at the end, but we didn't have our starting quarterback in. Somehow people forgot how good we are. And uh, yeah. they went yeah, out there right. and put a boot right in the ass of the Giants. It was great. So can we do it again? 
Yeah, well, it's going to be a lot tougher. I mean, it's going to be a hell of a lot tougher. This is, unlike the Giants, who even though, I, you know, me and you both were kind of like, me even more so than you, I was a little more cautious about that game last week. And I don't know, I just had, I guess I allowed some doubts to come in my head, but ultimately we ran through the advantages and, you know, kind of the comparisons. It's like, the, there's no way the Eagles should lose this game. They're so much better. And they clearly were. They clearly are. And they dominated, and I should have been a little more confident that they would. But I don't know. I just... Uh, I just let some of those doubts – I knew they were going to win. I didn't think they were going to lose, but I just thought it was going to be a closer game than it was. But um, but this game, I don't see how either team will blow out the other one. I, this one, I think it will come down to, you know, probably a one-possession game. What do you think? Just uh, just your overall thoughts, and then we'll get into breaking down some of the positions and players. So I think there's two ways to view this. I think if both teams play their best game, I think the Eagles edge one out. And I think if, if like, where, where's the floor at? Like, if they're both at the ceiling, it's a close game. But if they're both at their floor, then I think the Eagles win by more than a touchdown. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. You mean if they're both yeah. playing a little sloppy or whatnot? Not playing yeah. their best? I, yeah. I think the Eagles can handle a little bit sloppy better than the Niners can. So um, we'll see what happens. I think the great thing to think about from the Giants game was is uh, the pass rusher Thibodeau. He's, he's not Nick Bosa, but he's a quick twitch, powerful, speedy athlete. And Lane Johnson had no problem with him. No problem at all. That was that was the yeah. I'm glad you brought up Lane because that was a huge takeaway coming out of that game is how well. Lane held yep. up, and he didn't even look. We know he's hurting. I mean, we know he is. He showed yep. you he was gimping around a little bit out there. But in terms of the play itself, I mean, you would never know he was injured. Nope, exactly. So I'm like, okay, so we need at least that much against Nick Bosa because Bosa is all And it'll be harder because Bosa's more powerful than Thibodeau. Uh, so he's going to probably test that leverage and that groin area and the abductor muscle a little bit more, you know, this game. But the fact that he was almost unfazed by Thibodeau, I think it gives us a lot of hope that he's going to be able to get through both yeah. as well. I think the Eagles will need to run the ball to take pressure off of Hurts when he passes. Here's what I think is going to be difficult with Hurts. Um, when when they were early in the year when they beat the Cowboys and Hurts was playing, they could get Parsons stuck in space. And yeah. You know, they're going to have to deal with Fred Werner in the middle linebacker position over there and Bosa at the same time when Hurts wants to scramble. So that And Greenlaw. Yeah, a little bit more. You're right. And then the safety. So the. He's good too. A little bit, a little bit more difficulty to deal with there when Hurts decides to scramble when nobody's open. Right? Yeah, because so, they got fast linebackers to get to them. So those, those, those runs where Hurts, I think this is probably what you're getting at, is those runs where Hurts might get eight or nine to 12 yards, they may be five-yard gains now. Yep. You know. Yep. Now, he can plant and turn and move, but these guys are big too. So yeah. So big and quick and fast. And we know Hurts is still hurt. So you don't want to get take yep. many shots either, you know, on that shoulder. Yep. So Hurts, that'll be an interesting matchup, you know. And I think the advantage there on Hurts scrambling goes to the Niners. I think they'll be able to contain them pretty good. But if Hurts moves up the pocket and can find space going forward in the middle, not around to the edge, but just up the middle and maybe juking somebody there, that I see a lot more positive results from. But uh, we'll see how that matchup plays itself out. 
AJ Brown's going to need to show up, and uh, Hertz is going to just need to stay calm, which he has demonstrated that that's his like number one thing. So I don't see Hertz getting rattled, even if Bosa gets a shot on him. I think I think Hertz is the perfect quarterback to beat this Niners defense at the same time. Yeah, so, they haven't seen anybody of Hertz early in the season. They played the the Chicago quarterback there. Um, Fields, yeah. But other than that, they haven't played anybody with Hertz's escapability the entire season. So, nope. and ever since him. And that was that, you know, back then, Fields wasn't really running around that much back in week two or whatever when they played him or week no. one. So, and the Niners, Niners offense looked off against Dallas. So they looked like they were, their timing was disrupted. You know, Ayuk, Kittle, these are good players, Debo Samuel, but it seemed like just were out of sync. So he had a big play by Kittle. He had an occasional play by by Samuel, but nobody really broke that game open either. So No, it was a very tight game, very defensive game. So yeah, I mean maybe we're catching them on a little bit of a little bit of a uh, slump offensively. I mean Dallas has got a good defense, no doubt. They get a lot of pressure, much like Eagles do. So that's a good sign that that Dallas was able to really frustrate them and get them kind of um, confused offensively and not be able to kind of run like they normally do. So that's, I think it's a good sign going into this game because they were also at home. They weren't even dealing with being on the road. So, uh, all right. Well, we kind of, kind of bounced around just a little bit. I I do want to kind of um, have a little bit of more of a, a, like a structured conversation. So we did kind of go over the Lane Johnson versus Bosa. So we'll, we'll, we'll cross that out. I do think just in general, this is going to be, and this is why I'm glad, especially if the Eagles obviously win this game, that there is two weeks this year in between the. Uh, I don't know if it is it two weeks every single year now, or do they they still kind of rotate it one week, one no, year, two weeks. It's been two weeks uh, for probably at least a decade. Has it? All right. For some reason, I just I think they rotated it back and forth or whatever. All right. So it's always been two weeks. So I, I just think that for this game, this is going to be whoever wins it, and obviously we we hope it's the Eagles. This is going to be a physical. Knock them out. We're going to, you know, hit as hard as you can, especially in the trenches. It's going to be an absolute war the entire game. But the 49ers hit hard. They're a very physical team. The Eagles are going to have to bring it physical. I mean, the Eagles can play physical, but they're not, I don't think just in general, they're as physical a team as the 49ers are, especially defensively. I think offensively they can be. But I think defensively, they, you know, they're not one that really brings the wood a lot. They're going to have to bring the wood this game. It's going to have to match. They're going to have to match the 49ers' intensity. Uh, and physicality in this game. And so I just think it over in general, just a general thought, this is going to be a physical ass game. And uh, I think whoever, whoever wins, and I'm just going to say, if the Eagles win this game, when the Eagles win this game, they're going to need those two weeks um, just before the, before the Super Bowl after playing a physical 49ers game. So let's just talk now, as I'm kind of looking and I, as I analyze this game, and obviously not just me, obviously this is more just routine when people analyze teams you compare quarterbacks. And this is a game to me, when I just get right down to it, yeah, we can talk about offensive line, defense line, the trenches, who's got the better weapons and all this kind of thing. But these games typically come down to the quarterback. And so I think as an Eagles fan, you have to think that the Eagles are, I know this guy Purdy's been playing great, but he's still a rookie and it's like if we're going to give Hertz this big-ass contract that he no doubt deserves, I'm not trying to say, and he's an MVP contender this year, then Jalen Hurts needs to carry this team on his back and win this game. That's just 
kind of like that's the kind of the last residing thought that I have when I when I analyze these two teams because they're close. They're very very close. So what do you think about that? Well, I think Hertz really doesn't think about money, but he will after the game is done, right? So well, I'm not saying he's he thinking about money, but you know the Eagles are going to have to pay yeah. this guy. But if he puts the team on his back and he wins, he has all the leverage in contract negotiations. And he doesn't, he's got like zero, it's like impenetrable. Like he will get whatever he wants, I think, out of that Eagles organization. Uh, yeah, but I'm, I guess what I'm saying is, don't you think Hurts has to win this game? I think, uh, I think Hurts will win the game. Right. I think. I'm not sure how much pressure Hertz puts on himself in that way. I think he's just going to win every play is the way his mindset is. And, you know, I just, I just, he really just needs to not make any silly mistakes. You know, a couple of games ago before the end of the season threw a couple of interceptions that were weird. Where you're like, you haven't seen it all season. So he's got to make sure he plays mistake free football. And if they do that, I think the Eagles will win. Yeah. Cause I think he's going to get probably more of a pass rush than he's used to this game and he's played smart for the most part all year. And I got, let me just back up my, my original thought. Cause I'm not trying to say that if Hertz loses this game, it's, it's the be all end all and any, you know, that type of thing. I'm just saying, I, I feel that Hertz needs to play well. If the, if he plays really well, and I mean very well and Eagles lose on a last minute field goal or something like that, because the 49ers also played well and it was just a close tight game that you could, you could live with that. What I guess I'm saying is that I don't think Hertz can let, you know, can can let this guy, this rookie, outplay him in this game. Well, how it's amazing to see how much Purdy magic is like in the tank still. Um, it's an amazing thing, and he's got a great story going. But at the same time, like uh, Brandon Ayuk runs some of the sharpest wide receiver routes I've ever seen, and all season long, even with the big plays that Ayuk has made, there's been throws where Purdy has just been a second late. And even though Ayuk has been open, the ball doesn't quite get to him. Yeah. And so and I don't know why. And then, you know, when you go through the struggles of a quarterback, you know, all of a sudden, and especially coming off that last game, you never know what goes through that quarterback's head. He may be overly focused on Kittle coming into the game and he might be missing some other things. Like so I you would expect that that would happen out of a rookie quarterback. Um but who knows? Maybe maybe he can avoid all that stuff. And the Eagles definitely shouldn't be thinking on defense. Oh, we're going against the lesser quarterback. I hope that's not their philosophy. Their philosophy should be this guy's fucking Tom Brady. Well, he hasn't lost. Playing so, like that, I mean, and we need to cover, yeah. and we need to move, and we need to make sure we got a good plan. Yeah, and no, I think they. I think I don't. I'm not really concerned about that. I mean, the guy hasn't lost a game, so I mean, I think they have to take him seriously. I mean, I really got a chance to really watch him for the first time, other than just highlights at in the Dallas game, and I'd say he makes some very impressive throws. I mean, that one throw that he made, I don't know if you remember it. I think it was in the first quarter. It was kind of early on. He he hit uh, Kittle down the seam for like 25 yards down the field. What a yeah. perfect, just totally threaded it, burned it right in the basket. And I was like, that's an impressive throw. It was over the middle, perfect timing route, and and hit Kittle right in line. Then I did see him, like, you know, when he was under a little bit of pressure, and this is kind of what I hope the Eagles do to him next, you know, this Sunday, is I saw him kind of scramble to the right and kind of run over to the left and then just kind of heave one down the field. And I'm like, that was those are the type of plays that can get picked off. 
And so I saw yeah. him do a little bit of that. And uh, so I kind of saw a little bit of a mixed, but I do think he's very poised for being a rookie. And uh, I think he's got a, he's pretty calm. He seems like a confident player. And, uh, but I do think that the Eagles can, can, you know, get in his face and, and get him off his rhythm. And I think they're going to need to, you know. Well, and I think Gannon needs to play a game like he did against the, the Giants and maybe have a couple more blitzes in there and bring some pressure from different spots at Purdy. I'm not sure. I haven't watched many 49ers games, so I'm not sure how many times he's had to deal with blitzes. Right. Uh, I don't either. And disguised. But uh, but if they've got – if Gannon has plays like the one that earned them the interception against the Giants where C.J. Uh, – Gardner Johnson, Johnson Gardner, Gardner Johnson, blitzed. Yeah, yeah, CJ. Yep, blitzed. Yeah. So if you got some skill guys like that that can put some pressure in there and blitz them with good timing, and then have those cornerbacks sit on those routes, whatever they might be, like they if they know the ball is going to be pressured and the the the, the ball is going to have to come out, then they might be able to jump some routes there. Slay's been quiet, but you know what? He hasn't been giving up many passes either. So right. Um, I think Slay versus Ayuk is probably the number one matchup. Just take Ayuk out by putting Slay on him. And so you think Ayuk will be matched up against him. Slay versus Debo being against, Debo being against Slay? Well, Debo's not a speed guy. Ayuk is the best. Know, Debo's pretty fast person. though. He's fast, but he reminds me of like Swiss Army knife type. Like Debo is going to have to be taken care of by like those linebackers or CJ himself. Yeah. Okay. I see. He's more of a slot guy. Yeah, they use him for those screens and seam routes, but you don't see Debo going down the the sideline for a sixty yard bomb. Yeah, I get. I get what you're saying. Yeah. So I would keep everything in the middle of the field or less, and just be worried about that and whether that's the problem is you can't really play zone against Debo because Debo will catch the ball and then make the first guy miss. Right. Plus, you got McCaffrey and Kittle to deal with. Right. So between the, and those are all like middle of the field players, right? So here's where the pressure is on for the Eagles. It's on the linebacking core, and it's on the slot cornerback, you know, and it's on that defensive line to try to make sure they don't get fall victim to screens. Uh, that that'll be where they win the game. And Shanahan is a very very creative coach for getting his he is. players. He, he does. He gets he gets the ball to his players in various ways. And uh, that's to his strength. He's very creative, especially with Debo. Um, you know, he, uh, you know, even runs them out of the backfield, does all kinds of things, puts them in motion a lot through the backfield. Um, and then McCaffrey's basically a wide receiver playing running back. And then Kittle's just one of the top tight ends in the league. One of the good sort of breaking news, I don't think anybody really expected it. I know they were kind of hoping, but – I don't know if you've heard this uh, yet, Matt, but uh, Avante Maddox has returned to practice this week. Now, it's been limited. He's not a full go. But the fact that he is practicing, um, it's possible. I didn't think we'd see him till the earliest of the Super Bowl if they got there. But it's possible. They may have Avante Maddox for this game. Well, I think that'd be helpful, right? I I think the concern would be like, well, how rusty is he? You know, and you got Reed Blankenship playing safety pretty good, and CJ did a fine job playing slot last week. So it's kind of like, 
well, even if he is healthy, is that your best move? I don't know. I, I definitely think it's a positive. Um, but well, I think against this team, it's definitely a positive. I think for sure. Because uh, as good well, as Blankenship's been playing, Blankenship's not a fast guy. He doesn't, no, he's he doesn't not fast. Speed. He's not fast, but he's also plenty He's plenty big enough to like handle guys like Samuel, though. So like, what I like about so in the rare occasions so far where CJ has played in slot, look at how good he timed the blitz and look, look at how well he put the pressure on. And I've seen agree, Maddox, agree. But I've also, what you give up though, what you give up though, Matt, when he's playing in the slot, is you give up his ball hawkness as a safety. And the Eagles have right. not been turn, getting turnovers outside of the blitz that's that he true. was part of. That's true last week, but he was leading the league in interceptions when he was back at safety. That's true. And that may help the best against Kittle, right? Um, right. But I definitely think they don't blitz as well if Maddox is the one that's trying to make those plays because they do use Maddox in that way, that way. And Maddox kind of puts pressure on, but doesn't quite get there. Yeah. Most of the- that's good. That's a good point. Good observation. I agree. He does not as good a blitzer as CJ was. Um, I just think – I just think – Again, I think you make a good point. If he's not 100%, he's out there and he's a little rusty or a step slow trying to come back too early. Yeah, it's not going to benefit the Eagles. And I don't think they would do that either. I think the Eagles are smart enough to know, hey, this is a super important game, dude. If you're not – we don't see it in practice this week. We're not going to – even if you think you could play, we're going to hold you out. I, I think that will be the case. I think if he is on the field for this game, then you have to, you have to assume – uh, that the Eagles did their homework and watched him closely, and and, and are confident that he's going to be able to do what he he t- you know typically does, and that yep. he's one of the best you know slot safe uh, corners in the league when he's healthy. So I definitely think that's the matchup though that's going to count the most, like that middle field, right? So whether he's at safety, uh, if Johnson's at safety, and and you know Edwards is in the middle there. But where we have the advantage is the beef in the middle. So right. Hargrave, Davis, Sue, and Joseph, they're all healthy. So it's really just keeping McCaffrey off the edge and breaking the corner runs. Yeah, he didn't look too good against Dallas. Like, I, he's nursing a calf injury, and I definitely think that that has got him – I don't think he's playing 100%. Because he didn't do anything against Dallas running the ball. No, he got the one – um, screen pass to the right, twenty yard touchdown or something. Um, right, but, right. He's no, dangerous. Out of, yeah. I think he's more dangerous right now because of his calf injury. Uh, out of the backfield receiving than running. I yep. really, the other guy was running better than than McCaffrey was. Um, was yeah, Mitch- Mitchell. Yeah. So, so yeah, he looked up pretty good against the run. They let the one Barkley run go last week, but I think they've got good. They'll be able to do all right, I think. Yeah, and the Eagles have been pretty good against the run since they brought in Sue and, and Joseph, and they've really kind of clamped down. It was that one period, you know, when they lost to the Washington and, and those other teams were running over them too for those three- or four-week period, and the Eagles went out after that loss to Washington and um, and brought in Sue and Joseph, and they've really played a lot better against the run. But they will be tested against the run this week, no doubt, because even if – even McCaffrey at 80% still a good running back. And that guy, uh, Mitchell, again, he's a pretty – he runs hard. You know, he's a he's a kind of a bulldozer type running back. Yep. You know, he's one of my fantasy running backs before, you know, he got injured for the season and they traded for McCaffrey. And then my team <laughs> tanked. <laughs> how did your – I'm going to ask you. 
How did the other team that you had that was completely stacked, not in our league, but some other league you were in? That... Oh, they, yeah, they lost because they, they all didn't score the same week. So, so you, oh my God, that team did not win. Josh Allen, AJ Brown, uh, D. Hopkins, I think, was my wide out. Well, yeah, he didn't play. That hurt me yep. too because he didn't play the last couple weeks of the season. Yeah, so I had I had Chase and Brown as my two starting wide receivers. I had amazing running backs in that league. Yeah, um, I remember your team was jacked up. Did you have Eckler too, or somebody? Who the heck did you? No, have? I didn't have Eckler. I had um, I think I had I think I had Derrick Henry and um, yeah. Barkley. I don't know how the heck you got all. You had Henry Barkley, AJ no, Brown, I had and Josh Chase. Jacobs actually in that league. I had Josh, Josh Jacobs. Jacobs who had a monster season. Yeah, I, I had Josh Jacobs in that Josh league Allen. at Berkeley in our league. So so Jacobs was the one that was dominating. And they all decided not to score in the first round of the playoffs. So oh, I went home. And the other, the other guy scored like 150 points. And I'm like, all right, I guess I'm going home with this awesome roster. Wow, wow. Well, yeah. you know, that's, that's fancy for you. Uh, sometimes it happens. All right, yeah. so getting back to the game, you know, you look at these matchups, right? And um, it's really – a coin, a coin toss. I mean, you have Debu, Ayuk, and Kittle with McCaffrey in the backfield against A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Goddard, and Sanders in the backfield. I mean, weapon-wise, you can almost say it's a wash. I don't know. Would you give one or the other the edge between those those names? I think the Eagles have more weapons. Really? Yeah. So okay. we've got... I think we've got more weapons. Are you saying because that because you're including Hertz's ability to run? Because Hurts is a weapon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, like, that's true. Purdy, he would Purdy be a tiebreaker. Down or two, but he's not a weapon like Hurts is. Yeah, you're so. right. That would be the tiebreaker. That's a good point. Yeah, and that's kind of what gets to back to my point, where Hertz just needs to win this game. Yeah, he needs to win the QB matchup. You know. Yep. Um. Yeah. So. Here's how I did it, and I'll just get your thoughts. I was kind of just running down by position. Um, quarterback, edge, Eagles. O-line, edge, Eagles. D-line, edge, Eagles. Linebacker, I don't even know if it's an edge. Probably a big advantage, 49ers. But let's just say, I'll just say advantage, 49ers. Corners, corners edge, Eagles. Special teams, I basically as have as a wash. Both of the good kickers, and neither one of them really have dangerous punt returners or kick returners. So um, Ray that's Ray, kind of, Ray Ray fumbled that ball last week. I did see oh. that. Yeah, I know he had some uh, little jitters there. So yep, he'll be on the road this week. So that's how I kind of just basically laid out position by position. What are you? What are your thoughts on on that? Is it you no, kinda, I agree. I agree. But then um, you know, look at the lines. And I think even though the Niners have a great defensive line, I think our line is right there with them. And if you look at the O-line, O-line's advantage Philly. Yeah, that's what I have. I have advantage Philly on both of those. Yep. So I, I just I think this will be a typical game where, like I said, if both teams play at their ceiling, I think the Eagles edge it out. If both teams play at their floor, I think the Eagles win by a little bit more. And if the and whatever team decides to just if there's a mismatch in that that one team plays at their floor, they're not going to beat the other team's ceiling. Yeah. So well, that's going to be it. Whoever makes the turnovers, you're going to lose. <laughs> yeah. Well, before I get into predictions, um, I was going to have Johnny also join the show today, but he had a scheduling conflict. 
So what I did, uh, I did get his thoughts. Um, and uh, so I'll just put them out there uh, for the audience. Um, Johnny's the commander fan I've had on, as a guest uh, throughout the course of the year. What he thinks about the game, and again, it's kind of an objective view because he doesn't have any skin in the game. So I kind of wanted to get his two cents. He says that the Eagles are going to win a close game. He says that he believes that it's going to be 20 to 17 or something like that. I can see that. He says that there is, uh, and it, he mentioned the interesting fact that Hertz and Purdy played against each other in college back in 2019. Hertz with Oklahoma yeah. and Purdy for Iowa State. And the final score is 42 to 41, Ohio State, Oklahoma, rather. Um, and uh, so, very, very close game. They both played well in that game. I think uh, Purdy had like six touchdowns. I think Hertz had like five touchdowns. It was crazy. Um, so, he just, uh, so they just kind of pointed that interesting um, the, the kind of tidbit out. Kickers, right? Gould versus Elliott. Yeah. Gould doesn't miss. Uh, no, he doesn't miss anything. He's clutch. Ever. He's never missed one. In the playoffs. Wow. So, yeah. And he goes, uh, he just thinks the Hurts have a little bit more offense than San Fran with Hurts. You know, he gets yeah. right down to Hurts and Purdy. And uh, basically he said that that's his two cents. But again, he, you know, like we haven't talked about turnovers yet because it's almost like the underlying, of course, uh, you know, it's like the obvious thing. But obviously if one of those other teams, one of them struggles with a turnover or makes a key turnover at a crucial spot, that could also decide this game. I think it's going to be a close. So he just mentioned that as well. Uh, he yeah. thinks that uh, Reddick, Bradbury, and Slay, um, he, he just believes the Eagles are going to be the one that's going to uh, make one of those pitiful turnovers, and he thinks it's going to be either Reddick, Bradbury, or Slay that, that causes it. So yeah. versus the Panthers. So anyway, that's that's uh, that's Johnny's take on the, on the game. You look at the full season of wide receivers that we've played, there's been one play that has been truly, what the hell was that on the Seagulls defense? And that was the Dallas 30-yard, uh, first down that they got and that's the that's the only time that i'm like what the hell was that type thing they no that was on, that was on third that was third down and 30 yeah and yeah. they shut down the vikings and they shut down jefferson early so they don't they don't have any problem playing their game so like they've been pretty consistent all year long that was also when they were missing maddox and gardner was out so you know josiah right. scott I think was the one that ended up it taking was. a little bit of that yeah, it was. So he was I, late getting know, over. It was Slay was on him, but I guess uh, Slay on that play, that particular defense, was uh, thinking he would have some safety coverage over the top, and he didn't have it. Right? Yeah, he was late if they over. just tackle, if they just tackle and play it, tackling is going to be. I'm glad you brought that up. I think tackling in this game, the Eagles have to tackle well. Clutch. You yeah. can't let McCaffrey break free. You can't let Samuel Debo, break free. Debo is a freaking beast. If you you can't tackle Debo Samuel like any normal wide receiver. He will no, run you right through you. Yeah. He is that physical. I mean, I love the guy because of that. I mean, I was saying last year, I didn't know the Eagles would be playing the 49ers in the championship game this year, but I said I will take Debo Samuel on my team any day of the week. I freaking love how that guy plays. Yeah. So it's on Brock Purdy. Again, it ultimately hurts versus Purdy. Who's able to overcome and, and who's not? All right. You have any oh, other any other thoughts wise, before we get to the predictions on it? Well, so yeah, the points wise, I'd say Johnny is right off the spot, and I would say that actually before you get into this yep. game, before you get into this game, let's just run okay. through predictions and just give give me a, your take on the on the Chiefs. Uh, let's go to Chiefs Bengals first, and then we'll get to the game. 
I think Bengals are the hungriest team left in the playoffs. And I think they are absolutely playing. Ever since they lost that opportunity to beat the Bills the first time, um, due the, to DeMar Hamlin's unfortunate situation, you know, I think they've just been chomping at the bit. They proved it last week against the Bills. And I think they're just, they are foaming at the mouth. I think the Bengals are going to beat the Chiefs by a touchdown. And they're probably going to score, I don't know. I think they're going to score pretty well against that Chiefs defense. Chiefs don't, Chiefs don't have a great defense. They have a good defense, but it's not, I mean. It's not correct. Nope. And those wide receivers from the Bengals, man, they're all clicking, right? So heck yeah. do they on defense to cover Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, and Jamar Chase? No, they don't. And the tight end's starting to play a lot better, too. Hurst. Yeah, and Joe Burrow looks like freaking. He's ice. Joe He's he nice. looks like a thicker Joe Montana. He can scramble. He can throw excellent footballs he's, all the time, whether he's running or throwing from the pocket. And the guy's got the Joe coolness. So does Mahomes. I never understood why the Atlanta Falcon, you know, uh, Matt Ryan was ever called Matty Ice. I'm like, yeah, whoever gave him that? When was Matt Ryan ever Matty Ice? The guy was, the, yeah. plus he owns the biggest choke job in Super Bowl history. Yeah. You know, I mean, yep. I don't know whoever gave him that name, but if if you want to give Ice the nickname of a quarterback, it is Joe Burrow. He's Ice. Ice beers were big at the time, and somebody was like, Natty Ice, Natty Ice, Natty Ice. Ice in his veins. It clearly must have spawned out of the I lane. guess. It wasn't because of his play. No. But nope. Burrow is un. He's never rattled. Nope. He's a lot like so Hurts. He's not like Hurts, you know. I don't know what the score would be, but the Bengals, I think, can win that game and not really be all that pushed. So you think they win by 10 points? I'll say 10. I'll say a 10-point victory. I don't know where exactly. If it's a shootout, I think they can beat them. And I think if it's a close-scoring game, they can beat them. I think it's going to be kind of a shootout. Um, I I was thinking and leaning towards the Bengals all all along if it was going to be those two teams. But then once I saw Mahomes somehow escape what looked like a serious injury on TV, I still don't know how the heck he's playing, honestly, especially if it's a high ankle sprain. I mean, those typically you're not able to play. And apparently he's, like, been practicing and everything. So I'm like, I don't know. It's just weird. The way you saw his knee bend, I was shocked. So I'm going to assume he's not going to be 100%. And it just makes me believe that, uh, you know, even if he feels bad, good now once he's running and trying to escape pressure and everything during the game i think it might act up on a little bit slow him down a little bit um i i just have i have a feeling the Bengals gonna win too i think it's a tough place to play i think this i think the chiefs are lucky they're at home because i think if this game was in cincinnati i i almost for sure would think the Bengals win it but i think the Bengals will still win this game probably between seven and ten points i agree like something and high scoring too i think this is going to be like a 30 Four thirty, something like that. Thirty-four twenty-eight, something like that. Yeah. Well, I guess I got to yeah. go more than seven points, but <laughs> I guess I got to go a little higher than that. Thirty-five twenty-seven, something, you know, something pretty high. I think both teams will score pretty, pretty good in this game. But I just think Burrow, he's just in Chase and Higgins and Hurts, Hurst rather, and uh, you know they have a good running back and Mixon. I mean. It wouldn't surprise me if the Chiefs won because we know how the Chiefs are always good and Kelsey's just dominant at tight end and 
you know, yep. Andy Reid is one of the other creative coaches in the league. Yep. Uh, and they do have Mahomes. So uh, that's kind of my thoughts on it. So kind of in, in line with yours. So, yeah, I'm going to go with like 30, 34 to 27, something like that. Well, I'm somewhere around 30-20, but I'm like, those 30, games 20? usually with zeros uh, yeah. back in the course, but I'll just stick with 30-20. to 20. Okay. I'll be off, but... Both both with the Bengals? You go with the Bengals, too? Yeah. All right, so you have the Bengals in the Super Bowl. Now, who are they going to face? <laughs> this is Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff, but hey, you can always pick the other team, even though I know you're not going to. <laughs> but just... It's like, you know, the options there. So how do you see this? Uh, I mean, we just kind of went through it. How do you see this Eagles 49ers game winding up at the end? I see 2017. 2017 birds. Is that what John said? If, if Johnny said that, I guess I got to go to something different. So 21. He did. He's going to accuse you of copyright. I'll go 2117. Let's see. Let me just check again. Yeah, he had 2017 or something around there. That's what he said. All right. So I'll go, I'll go 21 to 17. 21 to 17. Eagles over the 49ers. Brock Purdy's going to press late to try to make up that five points with a touchdown, and that's where the Eagles get their turnover and ice the game. Or strip sack by Reddick. Or strip sack by Reddick, which may lead to a touchdown, which puts my score up to 27. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's. Uh... 27 by strip sack, 21 by interception. All right, okay. <laughs> Either way, the Niners don't get past 17. Yeah, here's the, what I've said is that for the Eagles to win this game, they have to keep the 49ers under 20 points. So I'm going to keep with that mentality for this game. And um, I'm going to say that the 49ers will score 17. I'm really not trying. That's really what I said. I said that during my post game of the Giants when I gave a little quick uh, preview of this game. So I've said that all along. I want to keep them under 20 points to win this game. So with that, I'll give them 17. And that seems to be the hot number for them. And I'll give the Eagles 23. Okay. So we're all kind of right in the same ballpark. Yeah, I don't think either team gets to 30. That's for sure. No, that would be shocking. No, definitely not. I mean, somebody had a bad day. Yeah, and whoever gives up the 30 is going to lose. You know, if there's a team that gives up 30 points, it's not going to – this won't be a 34-30 to 30 game. No. You know, so if whoever gives up 30 points is going to lose this game. He's, I mean, you know, I guess it's not it's not going on a limb saying that, but I guess the only reason why I point that out is it's not going to be a 34-30 or, you know, 38-34 to 34 or something like that. That would be – that would be shocking. If if yep. if suddenly this game was a shootout with these type of defenses, I can't see that. Unless it's a turnover fest. I don't see that either. I, I see maybe one turnover. Whoever gets that one ball to bounce their way, if yeah. they can take advantage of it, they're going to win the game. Yeah. Yeah, but it's going to. I mean, uh, it's just any factor could really skew this game one way or the other too. It's like if Purdy. The Eagles put so much pressure on Purdy that he does get rattled, you know, and it just is off, inaccurate, not even necessarily throwing picks, but just inaccurate, and they're not able to move the ball, and the Eagles are getting three and outs, right? Or Hurts takes a shot 
from Warner early in the game and is hurt the rest of the game and trying to play through it. And, and he's inaccurate and the Eagles aren't able to move the ball. It's like, those are two factors I could see happening in this game. I mean, either one of them, not saying both of them would happen, but something like that. Who, who comes in at quarterback if Purdy gets hurt? Well, that's the, another interesting question because apparently Garoppolo has been practicing limited this week. So I've heard conflicting reports. I've heard that he might be available. And I've also heard that he's not going to be available. So we're not probably not going to know until Saturday about his availability. But to answer your question, I don't know who their third I don't know who their next running uh, quarterback is. Yeah, because Lance was done for the season anyways. So he's Yeah, done. he's done. Yeah. And even if Garoppolo is able to play, he hasn't played since what, like week ten or eleven right. or whatever? And he broke his right. leg. So I mean he's coming off a broken leg. So I don't yeah, know how effective him. he would be. You know, if he was to play. So that's why I'm thinking he might not even be available this week. So we probably won't know that um, for a while. Actually, before we go, I always usually run down the the, uh, injury report. I know the Eagles only had two guys on the uh, listed on the injury report uh, as far as uh, as late as today. And that is the two guys we know about already. So Avante Maddox and Lane Johnson. So – um, it does say that the 49ers announced Jimmy Garoppolo would not practice with his knee and with his ankle injury. Uh, Christian McCaffrey and both, both of the running backs, McCaffrey and Mitchell, uh, are not practicing, but they are expected to play. Debo Samuel is practicing, but he's got a banged up ankle also. So they're a little dinged up more than the Eagles are with some of their key guys. So, you know, all those guys are probably going to play. I don't know about Garoppolo, but certainly McCaffrey, Mitchell, and Debu are going to play. But if they're – definitely McCaffrey, I already mentioned that. He was definitely hindered with a calf injury last week. He did not look like the McCaffrey that, that I'm used to seeing. He looked a little slow. You know, he didn't run much against, at all against Dallas. And you can run on Dallas. They don't have a good run defense. Um, and he wasn't able to. So I'm not really concerned about McCaffrey running the ball. Um, I'm worried about him more out of the backfield. Um, in fact, you might see Samuel running the ball out of the backfield with Mitchell. You know, who knows with uh, Shanahan. But let's uh, – so – They decently prepared for that, though. Oh, yeah, no, no no doubt about it. Yeah, they got to be. So that's all we really have. They got Ambry Thomas, their cornerback, is also limited with an ankle. Um, so that's the 49er report. Um, practice report for the game. Metal to the metal. That's as of Thursday. So things are subject to change, obviously, depending on when you listen to this podcast. You know, there's probably going to be updates as we get to, well, there will be updates as we go to through Friday and into Saturday. But that's where we stand as of Thursday evening, injury-wise. So, you know, the Eagles are pretty good shape injury-wise, you know, considering this late into the season and the fact that Lane has been able to fight through this injury – you know, because really they, they've just missing, you know, Avante potentially uh, for this game. Yep. And it's a good thing that it's not like he just got hurt last week and now they got to figure out what to do. At least they've got Reed out there and CJ mm-hmm. playing, like you said, slot for the last few weeks. So they've gotten kind of used to it. And, um, you know, so that, I think that it won't be as much of a, a big change as if he just got injured this week and was going to miss, you know. And game. I think I'd rather have CJ out there to cover Kittle. Than Blankenship. Well, yeah, for sure. Kittle is going to be the key matchup of the entire game. 
I agree. He is a, he is a beast. Yeah, he's a beast. Did you notice that Kittle's got the um, – I noticed this during the Dallas game. You notice he's got the uh, tattoo of the Joker on his arm? Uh, yes. Oh, you didn't notice that? Yeah. I didn't notice that, that he had that. Uh, I did catch it during the game. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, all right. Well, uh, any final, final thoughts before we uh, – we're just under an hour, so filled the time very nicely. Should play Eagles football. That's it. They they know they can win if they play their own game. Yeah. So, so they keep the fo- keep all of the focus right there. Let's get another win. You know the freaking link is going to be rocking again. That's for sure. You know I think home yeah. field. They didn't talk about it much, but I mean maybe it's just because it's the obvious underlying factor. But I'm glad this game is in Philly. It's going to be it's going to make it hard, especially on a rookie quarterback. You know, having to yell out the bark out the signals and all that, because that's something Purdy hasn't had to do through the playoffs either. So, you know, get those uh, false starts and stuff like that. Could, that could make those, um, you know, second and fives suddenly second and tens. Yep. You know, the third and twos now third and sevens. And the Eagles will be louder at three o'clock than they were at eight fifteen because they will have a lot more soberness left in them. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's going to be loud regardless. But, uh, yeah, the link's going to be fired up. And uh, let's see if the 49ers will be able to handle that because, that, again, that's something they haven't had to deal with. I don't know how many road games even Purdy's had since he's been starting. I know he hasn't had any playoffs, but um, I think he played on the road in Seattle. So that's that's pretty loud there. So I guess he's been tested a little bit for sure. Is that Seattle? But this is probably not the same decibel level Seattle crowd this year, though. They weren't that good. But – now, they were still a playoff team, so I guess they were probably still loud out there. As long as there's decibels on Sunday at the link. There will be decibels. There will be a lot of beer, <laughs> a lot of alcohol before the game. And, uh, yeah, the Eagles crowd has got to bring it. Um, bring it the entire game, much like it was in that Giants game. I mean, I don't know about you, but I had the Darth Vader voice until about Tuesday. <laughs> Mine's still recuperating. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, you know, I we think the Eagles going to win. I think if the Eagles come out and play their game, Hurts does his thing. You know, I think A.J. Brown is itching to go because, you know, he didn't get a lot of action in the uh, Giants game. Yeah, so, I want to see A.J. explode. It'd be nice to see A.J. just go off, you know, and just dominate, like get two touchdowns yeah. and 125 yards receiving or something like that. Yeah, 11 catches, something huge. Yeah, 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 something like yep. that, Yeah. So we're going to need him. I mean, that's why he's here. So the number ones, the you know, our top guys have got to have got to show up. You know, Miles, we need him to run. And uh, Gainwell's coming off a big game too. And Boston Scott has been going. So the running game, all three guys are running the ball well. So um, you know, obviously, got to keep that in play because that makes Hurts more dangerous when he uh, keeps the ball. So yeah, I just think there's a lot. We didn't talk about D'Amico Ryans. You know, he's the uh, defensive coordinator for the 49ers, former Philadelphia Eagle linebacker. I got a lot of respect for him. Yeah, he's exceptional. He'll be a head coach next year. Yeah, I hope he gets a shot. I always liked him. I liked him when he was here. He wasn't here for long, but he was. I always liked him as a linebacker. And he definitely has that defense playing great. So, yeah, hopefully he gets a head coaching job somewhere, uh, somewhere down the line. Um, he, might, he might even be taking interviews this year. I'm not sure. But – Definitely a qualified candidate 
for somebody out there. All right. Any, uh, is that it, uh, Matt? Are we going to, uh, are we ready to go? We're just under, we're closing in on an hour exactly. So uh, no, that's it. I got no more thoughts. Just win. Just, just win. Just win. Just get it done. Just get it done. All right. With that said, thank you all again for tuning in to Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff. Matt, thank you again for joining the program. Fly, Eagles, fly. We got one more win, and this team is going to the dance. Thank you all again for tuning in. Matt, thank you. Take care, everyone. And we'll catch you next time. Until then, go Birds.